MSW Media. Thanks to Athletic Greens for supporting the Daily Beans. Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Just go to athleticgreens.com slash dailybeans to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Thursday, November 10th, 2022. Today, the midterms are over, but the count continues as voters choose democracy and abortion rights. Judge Kelly has rejected a Proud Boys motion to move their seditious conspiracy trial out of D.C., and a judge has denied Donald's motion for a stay pending his appeal of a fiscal monitor for the Trump Organization. I'm Allison Gill. And I'm Dana Goldberg. We did it, Dana. I mean, we <laughs> we did it. This is the best numbers coming out in the last 40 years for a first-term president. Yeah, definitely for a Democrat. The only other president to, to do better was Bush in his first midterm. I think he picked up eight seats. We'll talk about those numbers. And we're going to have a pretty unscripted show today. We're just going to talk about the races that we were following. And I also want to thank our friend, our good friend, Mary Trump, for hosting a, an election night live situation on the Mary Trump show with the Nerd Avengers. I was got to hang out with them for a little while, and that was super fun. So thank you, Mary, and uh, all the work that 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 whole team has done for these midterm elections. Truly was an extraordinary night. I mean, you know, obviously it wasn't a blue tsunami, but we, we definitely prevented we a, yeah. a red wave. So and that's super important. And we'll tell and we'll get into that. We're still waiting to see what the balance of power in the Senate and Congress will be. It looks like we're going to hold the Senate, hopefully. And it looks like we may lose a couple of seats in the House. I don't know. There is still a path to hold the House, but it's narrowing. I think we have to win 11 out of or maybe 13 out of the next 14 races that are still up in the air. And we aren't going to know that for maybe weeks. So we'll find out. Some quick news notes. Trump filed a motion to stay the order putting a fiscal monitor in at the Trump Organization. That is in the New York Attorney General Tish James civil suit against the Trump Organization. Who won her election by a fucking (laughs) landslide. Go ahead. She did like by 40 points. So she's going to continue to be the New York Attorney General, uh, which is awesome. But yeah, so she um, she wanted to put a monitor in there because he was hiding assets and the judge agreed and he's like, but wait, just wait a minute. And the judge is like, no. So the, <laughs> the monitor is going. And another loss for the MAGA crowd, the Proud Boys wanted to move their trial out of D.C. You know, they're like, it's not fair. D.C. is totally not fair. And the judge, who's Judge Kelly, was like, no one is talking about you. Sit down. Yeah. Because <laughs> like if the Oath Keepers didn't get moved, you're not going to get moved. Uh, Enrique. So have a seat. So that's that's. A little bit of behind the scenes. Most of the news today, obviously, is from the election, Joe Biden's remarks. And we're going to talk about all that. And there's a lot to get to. So let's hit the hot notes. Hot notes. So when we were recording yesterday, we had like two races called, which were like right when polls closed on the East Coast. And it was like the Indiana senator that was going to win. In Florida. Uh, and, And as the night went on, like the first hour or so, 
even though I every I tell everyone every election now, like beware the red mirage. It's going to look good for Republicans at first, but just wait. I, I still have a hard time taking my own advice. And I was I was nervous. But as the night went on, it became very clear that there was not no red wave, not even close. And um, as you called it on Twitter and people have picked it up, maybe a red spotting. But that was about it. Like, maybe there's a red spotting. <laughs> yeah, that, that tweet's gotten a lot of attention. I said, maybe some light spotting. Yeah, my, my friends are on. My phone's blown up today. Like, I saw you on Imgur. I saw you on, you know, whatever. On it, it's, all, it's all over the, the internet, which is pretty fun. And then Martha Barnett, who is a co-host of Away With Words, she's also local here in San Diego. She um, shared that on her site, and I thought that was fun. But this is, as you said, one of the first midterm, best first midterm showings by the incumbent party since Kennedy. Obama lost 63 seats his first midterm. Donald lost 40. Clinton lost 52. Reagan lost 26. Carter lost 15. Bush picked up eight. He's got the best record so far of anybody since Kennedy. But of Democratic presidents, Biden is. Oh, yeah. Far and the ahead. Best. Yeah. So let's let's get into some of the the key races. And I think probably by far the feel good moment of the night for me, Dana, was when I yell it out. (laughs) Go ahead. Go ahead. Better men. (laughs) (laughs) That that made like I was crying when they when they called the race for Fetterman because it was getting real tight. It was getting really close. And we really needed to pick up that seat in Pennsylvania. And that was a flip. That is the seat that was vacated by Toomey. Yeah. And in his retirement in Pennsylvania. And it's just, I think, a wonderful testament to all the people in Pennsylvania. And I know you there's we have a ton of listeners there. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for voting, voting early, voting often, getting your friends out there, taking people with you because every vote mattered in this one. I think it was really funny that like every all the Republicans, oh, there's something wrong. If they can't count Pennsylvania the night of the election, it's cheating. And I'm like, well, ask and you shall receive. We're going to go ahead and call the governor's race and the Senate race the night of the election when, um, I mean, that was, we we didn't think that even that was a possibility. We didn't think that was going to happen because of the, the mail-in voting and they don't count those first because in Pennsylvania, they passed a law that you can't. And so it was a, a really interesting situation, but one that was sort of a big fuck you to all the Republicans that were like, we need to know Pennsylvania by the end of the election. Well, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. And Carrie Lake in, over in Arizona, meanwhile, is like, we need to call it, you know, that night. And if we had done that, she would have lost. Yep. And she's still trailing, but it's a, it's a pretty thin margin. We'll talk about the governors in a minute. Now, as you rem- as you recall, my predictions were we were going to pick up two House seats and three Senate seats. The reason I thought we would get three Senate seats is I thought for sure Tim Ryan would win in Ohio. I was very I wrong. know. I did too. However, he was able to get a lot of Democrats out that ended up flipping some House seats for us that are going to really mitigate the number of, of seats that the Republicans get in the House. Yes. And I thought for sure Ron Johnson would lose. He's fucking... He's such a pile of shit. I thought for sure Mandala Barnes was going to beat him, but that didn't happen either. It was very close, that race, though. Well, I think we can see in this country that there's still a, whether you're in there or down in Georgia, there's a lot of misogyny and a lot of racism still that that even deep within our, you know, even sometimes within our blue areas, uh, you know, and so that's something that needs to be acknowledged. And and even on our side that, you know, even the Democrats down in, in Georgia, the white women, they don't mm. necessarily want a black woman as it's governor. The white women fucking yep. shit up. I know. 
but yeah, those two plus the the Pennsylvania and I I was banking on us winning Nevada and Arizona as well. That's where my three pickup of three prediction came from. So we may only pick up one. We may be a, a deadlock again. But we it's the race is too close to call in in uh, Arizona. Though I think Mark Kelly has a very good chance of of winning that. It's close in Nevada too, and I think that Masto will prevail there but it's that's a tighter race than it than it looks like in Arizona right now at least with from what my understanding is of the outstanding ballots and what districts they come from and whether they're more democratic or republican yep and then we have as we know a runoff in Georgia again yep and you know everybody has to remember this happened January 5th of last year a runoff two runoff races in Georgia where Ossoff and Warnock ended up winning, and that gave us the 50 control of the Senate because Kamala Harris is the tiebreaker. So Republicans need 51. We we only need 50. Yeah, and what they're going to do now down in Georgia is all of the people that are registered but did not vote, they're going to get them rallied. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some people still that believe that their vote doesn't count. Things are, you know, the stacked against them. And, and why should they get out? Well, we did this January 5th, like you said, in the last election. It's going to happen again now. Stacey Abrams, even though she lost her race, she's going to be boots on the ground, getting as many people out as she can and everyone else in Georgia. And I tell you what, the Gen Z, the Gen Z vote all over this nation, and we may talk more about that. I mean, they saved our democracy. Voters between 18 and 29 in numbers that were unbelievable. And I have no doubt that they're going to head down to Georgia and get anyone that was registered to vote that's over 18 by, I believe November 18th might be the date. They're going to get them out if they weren't already out and get them to the polls on December 6th. So if you're in Georgia, you make sure you write that down, do everything you can. If you got extra money to give, send it down to Warnock. Yeah. And look for a fair fight. Look and see what Stacey Abrams is doing and how she's organizing. And, and you know, I my heart like breaks for Beto and Stacy. I thought oh. they I thought they really had a chance. I did too. And you know, we we look at this runoff. It was so close. I don't even understand. I mean, I guess people were holding their nose and voting for Walker just because they wanted to maintain or or I'm sure capture the Senate for Republicans. But if we win in Arizona, if Mark Kelly wins and beats that guy, Blake Masters, and if Masto wins in in Nevada, then we have our 50. And if the runoff in Georgia will just be icing, right? That's a yeah. 50, 51st seat. We didn't and can't, I don't believe, get 52, which is what we would need to make both cinema and mansion irrelevant. irrelevant. So I wouldn't expect a lot of legislation to get done in the next couple of years. So we need to focus on how we're going to hold the line uh, in the 2024 presidential election and all up and down the ballot and in our local local areas as well. And um, also what's interesting is the runoff now means I, I was wondering, Dana, how this would impact the DOJ, because like at midnight last night, I'm like, that's it. DOJ is free to indict. Come on, bitches. Yep. <laughs> and uh, and now I'm wondering if this now this December 6th is, you know, if they're going to keep their their heads down and follow that policy about no overt investigatory steps. And, uh, you know, I mean, Donald's not on the the Georgia runoff ballot, but Herschel Walker is his, well, I guess Melania's candidate. He's blaming, Trump is blaming Melania for picking Oz, maybe? I can't Yeah, remember. that's He's, exactly what. Not her best decision. I'm like, I can think of at least one worse decision. <laughs> at least one. <laughs> Had she married you. 
So yeah. there's that. Yeah, and the bar is not, you know, pretty low there. But I, yeah, I'm I'm interested to know if anyone's going to ask Merrick Garland. I would assume he's not going to take any. I don't think he's going to indict anybody before the the runoff for the control of the Senate. But we'll see. I'm I'm more sure. But again, don't know. We haven't heard an answer from either Merrick Garland or Fonnie Willis. But I'm more sure that Fonnie Willis isn't going to do anything. Right. Because that is in Georgia. I would assume you're right. Yeah. And the governor seats. My goodness. We had some good ones happen. Mm-hmm. Yes, that we had the biggest win for Democratic governors since 1986, I believe Joe Biden said today. We retained three major governorships, uh, Evers in Wisconsin, Gretchen Whitmer, who in Michigan, by the way, first of all, she <laughs> got the state house and, you know, state legislature uh, blue. And all of it. All of Michigan, right? I mean, yeah. Up and down blue. And she did that after having her life threatened multiple times in that kidnapping plot and, and other ways. But of course, the media is going to focus on how did DeSantis keep Florida red? You know, right. like they're, he'll be the media darling now because, you know, probably he's going to be running against Donald. And of course, Donald, as we went over in previous shows, is threatening to reveal very bad information about him. I know more than his wife, which is creepy. But uh, Whitmer is is to me the darling of of this election with what she did, what she was able to accomplish, the odds she was facing and uh, everything else. She got all of the up and down ballot races that she helped impact in her state. And then we get Shapiro won in in Pennsylvania, which was so fantastic against Mastriano, who's just a douche nozzle. Oh, yeah. Insurrectionist. Right. Yeah. He's. he's He's a MAGA guy. And and that's sort of the theme that's coming out from the night, right? Is that uh, America's just sort of tired of fucking Donald Trump. But we flipped two big governor seats, we including dun, 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 Wes Moore, first black governor of Maryland. And uh, of course, Maura Healey, first lesbian governor. I love that. And we have another lesbian governor to add to that now, Oregon which is mm-hmm. a, a big deal. So that's awesome. I mean, I'm telling you, the LGBTQ community, we showed up. And I know the human rights campaign had a lot to do with a lot of these races. So I'm great. I'm proud of the work I've done and the money I raised because all of the money when I am on stage over the last year goes toward their equality vote super PAC so that they can put the money in races they knew they had a chance and like this. So it's so nice that Massachusetts now has not just a Democratic governor, but a, a lesbian, a first lesbian in the country. Yeah. And and thank you. We're so grateful to you and your 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 work. Thank with, you. Thank uh, you. HRC. All of them. Yeah. Because we are finally getting some actual fucking representation in 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 these offices of what America looks like. Yeah. And we flipped state houses. This was not going this was not expected either. We did that in Pennsylvania, Michigan, uh, Massachusetts, Maryland and Minnesota. So that the all of those now are full blue, all blue. It's so beautiful. Congratulations to those states. And voters overwhelmingly voted for choice. Yes, they did. In places like Kentucky, AG. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and uh, I mean, what do you think? Uh, like, <laughs> because I, f- I feel like the pundits and the polls were like, it's about inflation and crime. Duh. And, you know, I kept talking about, I think they're rigging the polls. I think they're trying to make us feel disillusioned. I think they're trying to make us feel like we don't, like apathetically, we don't even, shouldn't even bother voting because the economy is so bad. You know, it's just going to, we're just going to lose 50 seats like we always do. 
Yeah. But that's not what happened. I know. In Kentucky, I mean, that that was a vote against restricting abortion in the state. But Michigan, California and Vermont, they enshrined it into their constitution. So and this is an interesting thought. And listen, we haven't talked about this. I'm, I'm, I'm hesitant to mention on the air, but this is how my brain works. If God forbid we end up losing the House and if God forbid, and I don't think we'll lose the Senate, if Republicans were smart and they're not, they would codify Roe. Because this is the thing that most of them lost their races on. And I know that's why 2024 is so important. Right. Because even if, and I don't think we'll lose the Senate, but I don't say worst case scenario, we lose the House and the Senate. You still would need 60 votes in the Senate to codify. And Biden's not going to sign it. Right. Right. To, To ban abortion. Right. Yeah. Oh, no, no. I'm talking the other way. Like, think about that for a second. If Republicans know that they're going to lose more seats and more Senate seats and the White House because people care about abortion rights, Mm -hmm. if they actually had a majority, they would codify it. But I don't think they can or will because the Supreme Court has been bought off to actually ban it. Like, I think it's this weird situation that like if they were smart enough, they would do it. But it's never. you know what I'm saying? But it's never right, like going the, to happen because they I know, know we tried our best to overturn it, but we're we really like you now. So we're going to codify it. Right. Because yeah. we also lost all of our fucking elections, probably based on the fact that the youth, especially young women, trans people, um, non-binary people, anyone that can reproduce, they got out and they fucking voted. And these Republicans thought that they were going to vote on the economy and gas prices. A lot of people voted because Roe was overturned. Yeah. And who knows, uh, you know, if we hold the Senate, lose the House, we may be able to f- dig up enough Republican votes to codify Roe. Exactly. Which I would say, yes, do it. But like you said, without an expansion of the Supreme Court, they're just going to gut it. So, you know, and and like you said, they probably know that. And of course <laughs> they know that. Those seats were bought right? off specifically to ban abortion, yeah. specifically by the religious right to ban abortion. Yeah, but that's an interesting thought to be like a Republican senator to be like, oh, no, no, I'm totally pro-choice. Yep. And I voted to codify Roe. Yep. You know, fingers crossed behind your back, knowing the Supreme Court that you jammed in there is going to fucking exactly knock it off. And man, biggest loser last night. Give it to me. Yeah, you know it. You know it. We know who the biggest loser was last night. Oh, he was fuming today. Fuming. It was some it, that was the red way. It was the catch up on the wall <laughs> yeah, and Mar-a-Lago. his blood pressure just rising through his body. And I'm like, Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> I don't think blood courses through his veins. I think it's something else. And that's I'd, fair. Motor oil, maybe. Maybe. I don't, I'm not sure. But yeah, Donald. Um, even Fox News today was like, we have a Donald Trump problem. Yeah. Yeah. No. Now you think. And and they were like, you're going to fucking lose. You're going to get your ass handed to you. Red tsunami. Fuck you and fuck your feelings. Oh, we have a Donald Trump problem the next day. Uh, yep. And they do. And he knows it. Um, yeah. I mean, I know he made, like you said, announced that he's going to run just to try and avoid getting uh, indicted and, and getting prosecuted. But that's not going to keep it from happening. No, it, it certainly won't. And Merrick Garland has attested to that. And, um, you know, I have to say early on in the voting last night, as the returns started coming in a little bit after we recorded in the evening uh, on Tuesday night, I like the trolls, the the Republican MAGA assholes were like everywhere on social media. Fuck you. Fuck your feelings. Ha 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 ha. You know, sending me messages. LOL. Wow. You stupid. You know, whatever. And then an hour and a half later, silence. Yep. They all just disappeared. It was like old Twitter again. It felt it felt nice. Yeah. And, and we talked about this earlier. I was just so bummed that Ryan lost in Ohio. J.D. Vance is such a douchebag. 
Yeah. And that's really the only victory that Donald had was J.D. Vance. Mr. Hillbilly Elegy. Oh, uh, yeah. But like Lechewski went down, that stolen valor asshole. Remember that fucking guy? Oh, yeah. And um, the big story, though. <laughs> <laughs> Fetterman was my crying moment. <laughs> and my holy shit moment. And know it's not done yet by the time we tell the story, but keep going. My holy shit moment was that Lauren Boebert is losing. Oh my God, right now, when we're saying this, into the microphone by 62 votes with 96% of the vote in. Yeah, actually, why don't I give a little peek? Oh yeah, go check it out. (laughs) While you're doing that, I'll talk about one of my favorite uh, states, my home state, New Mexico. I am so damn proud of you. We went blue, so fucking blue, deep blue, two house seats, uh, Grisham won re-election of the governor. My dear friend, um, Maggie Toulouse-Oliver, is again Yay. the secretary of state. We got the attorney general. Like, New Mexico showed up. And I'm just so very proud of you. So thank you, yeah, thank you, absolutely. thank you. Yeah, and Arizona, you're doing great. Absolutely. You're doing great. My Not necessarily my home state. My home state is Ohio. You didn't do great. But, you know, there's a lot of gerrymandering. And a lot of what we saw in Florida and Ohio not in the statewide races, but in the House races, has to do with the fact that they gutted the Voting Rights Act and that the Supreme Court decided that gerrymandering was super just fine. You can just totally do it. And so that's another reason to expand the court. Looking here now with Frisch and Boebert, 506 to 579. What is that? 60, 73 votes. Okay, so he... Okay, he got eleven more votes. He got <laughs> he got eleven more. Oh my so it's God. now she's losing by seventy three votes, and uh, the counties that have yet to report everything's over ninety five except for Garfield County, which is a plus fourteen Dem county. Oh well, come on. There are twenty three and a half thousand ballots there, so that's like five, three, four thousand, something like that. 3,000 ballots left to go, maybe a little fewer than that in that plus 14. And then 80% in Pitkin County, and that's a plus 58 Dem County with 9,200 votes. So those will probably break. Those will definitely break against Boebert. And then the only one that Boebert, that has like more, more votes left outstanding that's a Bobert County is Otero County and it's a Bobert plus 14, but there's only 5,300 votes in that County. So number wise, we're still in good shape, not enough to make it up. And so by my math, I don't think she can catch him by my math. Oh my God. It's going to be such a celebratory moment. Now a 0.05 difference. And right now there's a 0.03 difference. If anything is less than a 0.05 percentage point difference, I think that's good. Gets an automatic recount. Yeah, it'll happen. Yeah. So that's what we're looking at. And that to me is like everyone's oh shit moment. I tweeted that photo like when they when Kornacki brought it up just sort of randomly just to check in and see how Bobert was like smashing her her opponent. And he was ahead by a lot. Everyone was just like, go back, go back, go back. What the fuck? And I took a picture of it. I put it on Twitter. She's like 10,000 likes within three minutes. Everyone's like, what? It's it's blowing my mind that particular race. Yeah. But again, it speaks to it speaks to America and Americans voting out Trumpism. 
Honestly, I agree. You know? He's had his. I think he has had his time. I think he knows it. The party knows it. Yeah, yeah, I think they're in trouble. I definitely think they're in trouble. Yeah, they are. And most of, by the way, most of election deniers that were running for like Secretary of State and you know Big, Attorney General, very important races, and Governor lost. Yeah. So America knows they don't want those fuckers. They don't want those fascists in those important positions. Now, we did get a lot of election deniers elected to the House, but the House is a shit show anyway. So uh, aside from that, Biden came out and gave remarks today. He said democracy won. Uh, he confirmed he will run again. And when asked about, well, are, you know, what about the polls that say people don't think you should run again? He says, watch me. Yeah. And then when at just just the best amount like of swagger meets empathy he's just a, such a cool dude he is and if you've ever met joe biden i know a few of us listening have ag has i have he's a very good kind empathic man he really is the right guy for the job he's done a hell of a job over the last two years i really hope he doesn't get uh a, what do they call it? lame duck congress where he can't get anything passed but i mean so much in the first two years and i tell you what if he's our guy if he's our guy you know i'm damn well i'm voting for him again yeah, and he got enough done in his in the first two years, more done than anybody since FDR. So it's like, hey, yeah, I, I don't think anybody would be able to catch him in that second two years if he didn't get the Congress that he wanted. He said uh, when asked about Donald Trump running against him, he says he can't wait to see him go up against DeSantis. And he also mentioned just somebody asked about Elon Musk's takeover of Twitter because you know Dana, you and I have covered that the U.S. Treasury is looking into whether or not CFIUS is going to investigate this purchase because. The Saudis and the Qataris and the Chinese should not have access to our personal data for you know, Twitter users. And, and he said he said Musk's technical relationships with foreign countries should be looked at. I and mean, I, bottom and he line. Says, that's all that's all I can say about that. So I it was agree. interesting remarks. But congratulations, my friend. We both worked so hard. Everyone who's listening worked so hard and we did it. We stopped the red wave. Hold the House or not, we got the Senate, I'm pretty sure. And, and it's so close that it's just it can't it can't be. It can't be characterized as anything other than a massive, excellent night for Democrats and democracy. Yeah, I agree. So, A.G., I do have a question before we go and you can look it up on a lot of the sites. They're saying the Senate right now is 48 to 49. Which seat did they pick up that we were looking at? Because it had to have been one of those three. Oh, yeah, because it was 48-48, Yeah, wasn't it? what did they call while we were doing this? It must have been... Well, while we were listening... Let's see. Let's see if I can find this. Let me look at Senate results here. 48-49. Nevada and Arizona and Georgia are still up in the air. What was the other one? Was it Wisconsin? Was it Johnson? Yeah, it, was that... it was Nevada and Arizona. Nevada, Arizona, Georgia... What's the fourth one? Because it was 48, 48 forever. Yeah. Because right now, Nevada, Arizona, and Georgia, but this is confusing to me because with those numbers that they have up there in those three states, I wonder if they're just saying one of them is leaning because if those three states are open, the math doesn't work. Right. Let me see here. Because NBC News has it. Sorry to do this while you're listening. We may take some of this out. We may not if we figure this out. No, this is, this is a... And this is an exercise in broadcasting. It is. <laughs> Let's see what the New York Times have, because that was NBC News. 
Let's see if this is site says something different. Okay, New York Times still has it at 48.48. I'm not sure what NBC News is doing with their math, but right now we're still at 48.48 when we're recording this. NBC, 48.49, it says? Yeah. How did, what did, what changed? I have no idea. Like I said, New York Times, though, is still at 48.48. They have 48.49. They have called, let's see, Nevada, Arizona, and Georgia are out. What was that fourth state? I thought those were the only three. Their math doesn't make sense. That's what I'm saying. Are they calling Nevada or Arizona early toward somebody? Mm-hmm. And they would be calling it for a Republican if that was the case. Too early to call. Bennett in Colorado. Val Dummings lost in Florida. Yeah, no, they're not saying. Well, sorry about these, these all. These all look called to me. So that's weird because then we would need all three of those states. Right. That's what I'm saying. Uh, so that makes me a little bit nervous. But Oh, no. No, that's right. Because if we got all three of those states, we would have 51. Right. They need 51. Uh, right, right, right. Ah, uh, right. They can't do a 50-50. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, but I don't understand why they're 48-49 and they, unless they're putting Wisconsin in there and maybe New York Times isn't. That's probably what's happened. They put Wisconsin in there because, yeah, 4848 on New York Times, NBC. All right. Well, we figured out the mystery. Thank you for staying with us for that part of the show. (laughs) Yeah. And let's let's just verify that really quick. New York Times, Wisconsin Senate. Let's make sure that that's the one they haven't called. No, they called it for Ron Johnson. So I don't know. Interesting. I'm not sure. But that uh, that math is right. If we win all three, Georgia, Arizona, Nevada, we have 51. That's right. Okay. Math is right. They've called that. That makes sense. All is well. All All is well with the world. Well, thank you for, uh, thanks for sitting through us with that. Ooh, interesting. That just goes to show that that's probably why I'm not on cable news channels right now, because I I would have been able to just pop that off the top of my head. But uh, here we are. Here we are. This is welcome to the process, people. This is how the sausage gets made. (laughs) Behind the curtains. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. Anyway, we have have a lot of good news coming up after this. Please send us your good news at dailybeanspod.com and click on contact. We're going to take a quick break. Stay with us. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey, everybody, I want to tell you about something I use first thing in the morning every day. It's delicious. It's amazing. I started taking AG1 by Athletic Greens because I wanted an optimized immune system, great recovery, focus, and uh, a healthy gut because, you know, they have probiotics in in Athletic Greens and, and it just works like a charm. I have to tell you, everything has gotten better and I don't have to have 20 million bottles of supplements with just one scoop of AG1. You are absorbing 75 vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, those probiotics that help with the, the with the healthy gut and adaptogens to help you start your day. Athletic Greens contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, no artificial anything, and it still tastes fantastic. And that's why I take it with me, even when I travel. That's why those travel packs are great. And speaking of those, uh, we want to thank Athletic Greens for their support. And they're offering you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D plus five free travel packs with your first purchase when you go to athleticgreens.com slash dailybeans. In 2020... Athletic Greens purchased carbon credits that support projects protecting old growth rainforests so you can be healthy and help the planet too. So right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop. It's delicious. And a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for those million different supplements to look out for your health. And again, to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash daily beans. Again, 
That's athleticgreens.com slash dailybeans to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Everybody, welcome back. It's time for the good news. And if you have any good news, confessions, corrections, what the mutt, find the cat, idioms of the world, idiots of the Senate, if you want to have, you know, send us your Halloween photos, anything you want to send us, please do a shout out to a loved one or a will story or tell us about your small business and we'll give you a shout out. Just go to dailybeanspod.com and click on contact. And um, we got a couple more corrections. Oh, my God. Of course we did, because I tried to say whatever Thor's hammer was and everyone (laughs) apparently out there was a very big fan. But I appreciate the correction because it's sort of comical. So this is the pronunciation of Majolner. Uh, So you're getting another chance to get it right. And I probably got that wrong, too. Really looking forward to the next (laughs) podcast spinoff. Majolner, she wrote. So maybe it's Majolner. I don't know. I think it's a Y. It's Mike Mil- Milner. Milner. Milner? I, <laughs> I think this. I think the first. If you do Nick's, I think there's some explanation in here. Uh, oh, is there? Yeah. Because I was just going to look it up. No, no, no. Here we go. All right, go ahead. Oh, go you're making it. me do this. All right, this is. <laughs> this is. From, <laughs> fuck. This is from Nick. Pronouns he him. Happy post election day. As a follow up. <laughs> To my clarification, I'd like to answer Dana's question about pronouncing the name of Thor's hammer. You basically pronounce the J as a Y. If you want to be truly proper about it, the hammer's name is spelled with the Norwegian slashed O, as one does with moose bites, <laughs> which you pronounce like the U in burn, which is moose bites. Okay, see included link. Then the I, this is going to be a fucking disaster. <laughs> and then the I is pronounced like the one in ski. Okay, great. So, oh God, the best I can render it without the international phonetic alphabet is Mjolnir. 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 Mjolnir, she, Mjolnir, she wrote. My, my. <laughs> Mjolnir. All right. Oh, the and Burn. Mjolnir. All right. Mjolnir. I think there's going to okay. be a couple of these today. So on a related note, I'm frankly surprised that neither of you so much as chuckled at the term peen. <laughs> we had too much going on. We had too much going on. It's just too funny a word not to find amusing. Also, I misremembered about Beta Ray Bill's face in Thor Ragnarok. It's not on a stone pillar, but a building. See time code 3121. At least if you're watching on Disney Plus, he's at the top left. <laughs> That's an okay. Here we go. Now, including his further tags is a picture of Floof Potato Treble. Uh, from last time, we were trimming the guinea pig's nails. Me after voting yesterday and a shirt my son has of Michael Myers from Halloween. I include this because my mind once very briefly recognized the figure on the shirt as not the aforementioned murder aficionado but real-life jerk-ass Elon Musk. (laughs) Once I told my son that, he said to me that he can't unsee it now. I'm sure neither can you. Okay, the pig is adorable. There's the guinea. Yep. Little Epona. Yep, after voting. Nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Look at that. 
Yeah, I do see a little bit of it there. Here we go. Um, I think there's more corrections for me. You get this one. Have fun. All right. Hey, from Jess, pronouns she and her. Good morning, gracious ladies of the beans. I'm waking up on a beautiful fall morning in Pennsylvania to good news, followed by a slight correction for Dana. First, (laughs) the amazing news. (laughs) Both Josh Shapiro and John Fetterman have been elected. While I'm disappointed in some of the other results from around the country, I am cautiously optimistic for the current status of the governor's race where my family is in Arizona. Me too, Jess. On to the correction. On today's pod, Dana had the hilarious task of trying to pronounce Thor's hammer, Mjolnir. <laughs> the sounding out of Mjolnir had me cracking up. <laughs> Mjolnir. But also made me remember one of my favorite pronunciations of the hammer from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Darcy Lewis of the Thor movies, she simply pronounces it Mew Mew. <laughs> there you That's go. That's what I'm going to call it from now on. Thank you for all you do on a daily basis to help maintain some sanity in my world. Awesome, Jess. Thank you so much. Next is from Doug, pronouns he, they. Hey, Beans Queens, good news. I voted for Josh Shapiro and John Fetterman on Tuesday. I didn't go alone, though I brought my 93-year-old bubby mother and my 18-year-old niece. That's four generations of proud Jewish Americans. Pod tax is my 20-year-old cat, Allie, named after where I found her. Oh my God, she's beautiful. 20. Okay, wow. so AG, do me a favor. Don't scroll all the way down the picture. Just scroll past her chin and it looks like she's wearing a blazer. <laughs> oh, you're right. <laughs> oh, that's cute. Yeah, it does. It looks like a great yeah, blazer. Because her, her tail behind her looks like another shoulder. Oh, God. She's Sorry, that got me giggling. It's like a it's like a, a black blazer with a brown shirt and a white ascot. It's very cute. Yep. You're a white ascot. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Next up from Casey. No pronouns. I think You're there's something ascot. wrong. <laughs> I think there's something wrong with me. <laughs> that reminds me of Miss Congeniality. You haven't insulted me yet today. You're a Don Ho. Yeah. <laughs> Casey. Hi, Beans Queens. Uh, Today is the day after election day where I looked at the results with one eye closed, holding my breath. My coffee never tasted so good. I knew the red wave was BS, but you never know, right? I was so nervous. As I was driving my pups to daycare, I tuned in. I usually fast forward through the Daily Beans theme song so I can hear the juicy stuff more quickly. But today I found myself singing the theme song and I started to cry tears of joy. I'm so proud of you and the MSW Network and all women. I just became a patron again. Now that I can afford it, I will also give so others can join as well. Oh, that's amazing, Casey. Thank you. In beansy, queensy love, Casey, Eden, and Ollie. Look oh, at this the baby. <laughs> Both of them. Oh, dogs yawning. My goodness. Look at them. Both together. Oh. They're happy babies. <laughs> the one just looks like perpetually yawning. Uh, and the other one looks perpetually goofy and happy. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much. Oh, that means a lot. Thank you so much, Casey. Oh, thank you guys for the laugh today. (laughs) Mm. Oh, man, I hope you got one out of it, too. I don't mind if it's at my expense. Sometimes it's just worth it. Mm. It is. But do you want to take the next good news? Oh, we're not done yet. Yeah, I'm happy to. All right. Here we go. Oh, fuck. Okay. (laughs) It is a beautiful puppy. Oh, it is a beautiful... Oh, my goodness. Okay. This is from Lori, pronoun she, her. Hello, beans, queens. I love you, ladies. You're my favorite podcast. I wanted to see how seriously my pups take their voting duty. Meet Cole. 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 
Wow. Coel. Coel. Probably this, like yeah. Joel. Yeah. Coel. Okay. Coel. My therapy dog, Fox Red Lab, and Herschel, a puppy in training for guide dogs for the blind. Mm. Black Lab. He went to the polling drop off after school yesterday. It was so funny to have a black lab puppy named Herschel. Thankfully, Walker is not running in my state of California. Shout out to my badass daughter serving in the Air Force, Major Courtney. Thank you, Major Courtney. Almost her birthday, and I'm so proud of her. Happy almost birthday, Major Courtney. Thank you for your service in the Air Force. And I just saluted, even though I'm not supposed to because I'm a civilian. <laughs> it's okay. I think she'll let it go. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have your hammer? Um, yes. Yeah, that's Mayor Near. that's mew mew (laughs) you know my hammer mew mew oh we're so we're such dorks we're we're slap happy today i mean shit we haven't lost our shit yet they haven't called anything right now we're still feeling joyful we have yeah and and a lot of us we haven't really slept to be honest (laughs) you know we're just sort of watching all these returns come in and um it's just a, it's a really happy day. I'm very, very relieved. So again, thank you, everybody. Do you have any final thoughts before we get out of here? Today? Yeah. Gen Z one more time, give it up. We have our first Gen Z in Congress, which is amazing. We need more of that. The youth will lead us. You all, I've been talking about this for years. The older generation is going to die off. I'm not wishing it early. I'm just saying eventually they will. And this new generation coming in, these young voters, they have a different mentality that this is the arc of justice bending in their direction. So please, if you are a young person, you are 18 and over, make sure that you are voting. And if you are going to turn 18 before the 2024 election, the moment you do, please register to vote so that your vote can be counted in the next presidential. And all of those House seats are back up and the Senate is going to be as well. So please, please, please. Yeah. And don't forget to check out runforsomething.net. You know, we had uh, we had Ms. Littman on here to talk about uh, that amazing organization. So if you're thinking of running for something, local water board, city council, library council, community college council, runforsomething.net. Do it. Yeah, absolutely. More, more young people, more women, more representation in Congress. So this can truly be a diverse constitutional republic. Um, and that we all get our voices heard because we, you know, we can be a democracy and a constitutional republic at the same time. <laughs> uh, absolutely. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much, everybody. Um, we'll be back tomorrow with probably more results. I just refreshed on the Bobert thing. It's still the same. It's still 73 votes. So tomorrow we'll be back tomorrow. Until then, please take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Take care of the planet. Take care of your mental health. Vote blue over Q. And you know what? Take everyone with you when you do. I've been H.E. And I've been D.G. And them's the beans. The Daily Beans is written and executive produced by Allison Gill with additional research and reporting by Dana Goldberg and Amy Carrero. Sound design and editing is by Desiree McFarlane with art and web design by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios. Music for The Daily Beans is written and performed by They Might Be Giants and the show is a proud member of the MSW Media Network, a collection of creator-owned podcasts dedicated to news, politics, and justice. For more information, please visit mswmedia.com. M-S-W-Media.